The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the place you want to bet to get in on all of the EPL and the European soccer action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Books. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And for those of you who won't be spending it alone like me, Books Company have you covered with a variety of beautifully styled bouquets, sweet treats, plants, gifts, and succulents that are guaranteed to get you laid. Blooms starting at $39 are available, so make sure you head over to books.com slash SGP for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash SGP for 25% off. And finally, last but not least, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by the NBA Frauds Contest on the NBA Odds Pod. We're giving away $1,000 if you're able to identify the frauds for the second half of the NBA season. All you need to do is head over to SGPN dot io slash nba frauds that's sgpn dot io slash nba frauds you are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. The PL for January for LockBetting.com is currently on my Twitter account at LockBetting. Um, it's a few tweets back, but you'll be able to find it relatively easily and you'll be able to see that we made nearly a $3,000 profit last month. And that's starting over £400 down because the New England Patriots did nothing in the AFC. We had them to play in the conference finals and to win the AFC. Both bets went down, so we started in a four-unit hole. And we knew that was going to happen coming into the year. We knew 2020 was going to be off to a tough start because uh, even though New England were in it, they weren't really in it. They, they didn't look good in the regular season towards the end of the regular season, and they had absolutely no chance. I would have liked them to get through Tennessee. I expected them to lose to the Chiefs because the Chiefs were the hedge that we put down early. And that came off the, the regular season win that the Chiefs had over the Patriots. We hedged that immediately. But in the end, it didn't matter too much because the hedge came through. Like a lot of stuff in January, it was a good month with the winners in UFC 
WWE Raw Rumble, some decent soccer bets, and just absolutely flying in basketball. So make sure you go and check that out. Speaking of combat sports, there is a fight show this weekend because there is a UFC card. So make sure you check that out. That'll be going out probably four or five hours after this show so make sure you check that one out john jones is back this weekend so it's a relatively important ufc card but obviously not gonna lie it's not gonna be as important as a fight show to be doing a few weeks time because that one is huge we are really looking forward to that one tyson fury versus Deontay wilder the rematch there won't be a bigger fight in boxing this year i know it's early i know it's the first big fight of the year but it's not going to be topped it's the heavyweight division it's the big two as far as i'm concerned Anthony joshua isn't in the conversation with me so big month here for fight show with john jones back in the octagon and then the month concluding with wilder versus fury part two this week's EPL show is a little bit of a faux title because the EPL schedule is spread across two weeks at the moment because of the winter break. Now, the way this is going to work is um, eight teams are going to play this weekend. They're then going to go in their winter break. And next weekend, six teams are going to, uh, sorry, six games are going to happen, which is 12 teams who are currently on their winter break right now. So, the likes of uh, Liverpool, Manchester United and Chelsea are already on their winter break and the likes of Everton and Manchester City have all remained behind. But they've still found a way, possibly by luck, to schedule this quite nicely because this one, this weekend, is a very relegation-centric weekend. As you can see, Brighton and Watford are playing and they're against each other. Bournemouth also in action and West Ham. So it is a very significant weekend, whereas next weekend, you uh, could argue that it really centres around the top four. You've got Chelsea versus Man United playing and uh, Man United need to win that game to have any chance of being in the top four. And if they do win, it does give hopes to the others with uh, Tottenham weekend, a uh, Tottenham in action next weekend away to Aston Villa and Wolves versus Leicester going down on Friday. This is actually the... Um these are actually the reverse fixtures of the opening day of the season. It's very odd, I've spoken about this before, how the EPL had... Um, fixtures turn around within three weeks over the Christmas period where teams played each other and they played each other three weeks later and then these opening day of the season fixtures only get reversed this weekend and next weekend as well. So in order to compensate for that, what I've made the decision to do is to sort of give you a combination here of the EPL show and the European show. The European show is a show I do on Lock Betting every week. I like to call it the crown jewel of the Lock Betting website because it just does so, so well. It has a 23 and 5 lot record for the season. So that kind of indicates to you how well that, that show does. And um, you are going to be getting it for free this week here on the SGP. But next week, we will return to normal. The European show will return to LockBetting.com exclusively for LockBetting.com clients. And you will be getting a six-match EPL show next week. And uh, in order to compensate for the fact that there will be less games on that show, I'm going to revisit the futures markets for those people that didn't get a chance to listen to the future show that I did covering all the European leagues, including the EPL, I'm going to have another look at the EPL games, just a quick glance at a few markets that we didn't necessarily cover and maybe focus a little bit more on those because 
there are some bets that um that I didn't get an opportunity to take and there are more markets here available for the EPL it's basically what I wanted to look at is certain teams to finish above certain teams there seems to be a lot of value there they can basically you can basically take bets on any team to finish above any other team so there's a few different combinations I like. Didn't get a chance to cover on the futures market. So obviously it's not just going to be a rehash of things that I covered on there and then just re-looking at them a few weeks later. Although I probably will do that for the relegation markets off the back of this weekend because we have had two or three significant fixtures since that point. So I will re-look at a big market like that. But I'm not going to go back through top goal scorers, top four, all that kind of stuff. I am going to look at this market that we missed out, which is certain teams to finish above certain teams and pick out some bets for you. But the uh, the lock on that show will be an EPL lock. Uh, we'll go back to that. Um, but today, we're going to go with a European lock on the show. So we'll quickly race through these EPL games. Not to say that they're insignificant. I think race through possibly the, the wrong terminology in, in that sense. But we'll look at them here. And they start with the 12.30 game between Everton and Crystal Palace. No real implications here for this one other than the fact that Everton are improving. I spoke to an Everton fan this week who actually feels like um, none of the teams have grabbed the, the the Champions League position, the fourth position by the scruff of the neck and that Everton could possibly have a chance if they continue under this form under Carlo Ancelotti. Now, this would have been absolutely impossible to envision a few weeks ago, but now Everton are just eight points behind Chelsea and that may sound like a lot, but these teams are not picking up points at all. Chelsea are only on 41 after 25 games. There's only 13 games left here in the EPL season and 41 from 25 is a pretty poor return you'd be thinking that usually a top four spot would be a minimum of 50 which is two points a game which is just under what, Le what Leicester sitting in third place they're on 49 and Man City are kind of on track at 51 and that's just for Champions League positioning they are nowhere near league title challenging form which is why we do have ourselves a 22 point gap at the top of the league with Liverpool already winning the league and I would say they won it five, six, seven games ago. It's, it's long done. It's not even a conversation anybody's having about Liverpool dropping the title from this position. But moving on to this game, I guess Everton could be in that conversation at this point in time. Crystal Palace, they're a team that are going the other way. They may re-enter the relegation conversation soon because they are in some very poor form and just sit six points above the relegation zone here. And uh, this is another game I don't see them winning or, or getting anything from Everton are in hot form. They lost one game in the league under Ancelotti and they're four to six to win this one. And when you look at the paths of the team, the players, the personnel, the the plight of the managers, big rumours that Hodgson's going to finish up here at Crystal Palace at the end of the season, or it's Ancelotti is firmly engrossed in, in this job and has taken it by the scruff of the neck. I can only see one result here and that's Everton getting themselves another win and maybe talk about this top four will increase because obviously we have teams in the top four not in position so they will have games they're not playing this week and they will have uh, games in hand on Everton but the visualisation of Everton being in sixth place this weekend is a real possibility actually not sixth place although they'll go <clears throat> level on points with Sheffield United the goal difference is very different so unless Everton win this game by nine they're not going to go in sixth place but they will go into seventh for the win here which will take them above Manchester United which will be a big big statement and uh, especially considering Manchester United play Chelsea next week away it's, it's highly likely 
that um, Everton will at least remain level on points with Man United. So Man United probably have this, uh, will obviously stay above them on goal difference, but Everton will be above Manchester United if they win this game. And if Man United lose next weekend, they'll stay above them. And if Man United draw, then they'll be level on points and Everton will be just behind them on goal difference. So bearing in mind that Everton have been a shitstorm this season and have gone through Marco Silva who was in a relegation battle and then brought in Duncan Ferguson for four games to tighten the ship and now have gone to Carlo Ancelotti and have just looked like a mess and have had a load of signings that really haven't settled like uh, Moise Keane and um, Iwobi as well which is £90 million worth of signings who have all been epic failures in my opinion this is really odd to see Everton level on points or above Manchester United sorry after this after this weekend's games that really does say a lot about how tight this league is and about how inconsistent teams are but it also says a lot about Manchester United because if Everton can do this if they can appoint a manager in December and just skyrocket above you with a few wins it really me it really shows you that Manchester United aren't going in the right direction and they probably do need to make a change and I don't think they're going to make a change at all no matter what happens this season even if they finish in the bottom half and go out in the very next round of the Europa League they're not going to make that change they're going to see Oli out to the end of the season but unless they are in the Champions League next season which will be either via the top four or the winning the Europa League or I guess there's a very small chance he could save his job by having a good Europa League run finishing just short of the Champions League positions and winning the FA Cup so I would say fifth in the league um, losing the Europa League final or semi-final and winning the FA Cup that may be a different route to save him but I don't think any of that's going to transpire. I think we're going to fall short in the Europa League. Someone's going to end up knocking us out. Um, we are going to finish outside of the top four significantly here and um, we are not going to win the FA Cup as soon as we end up getting drawn against the likes of a Manchester City away from home or anyone else in this top four. We are going to go out and um, that, that, that's, that, that goes in contrast to how Manchester United were playing against top teams at the start of the season. But recent performances really make me think that we're heading in the wrong direction. We played quite poorly away to Liverpool and they could have won by a lot more. We played very poorly away to Arsenal. We were absolutely dominated at home to Manchester City. And, and somehow we've eked out an away win against Man City last time out in the cup in a game that they dominated um but but that was a very very different type of game to the time we went to man city and won it just those two performances that we had against tottenham at home and man city away from home that saved Solskjaer's job at a time when we looked like we were bringing in pochettino seemed like complete and utter anomalies and i don't know where they came from but a lot of people are overly clinging on to those performances as to as to where or what Manchester United can be. But I think the more consistent Manchester United is a string of poor results, which should see the end of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And um, as I said, getting back onto my point, Everton going above Man United from the position that they were in will be absolutely indicative of that this weekend. And I do expect Everton to win this game. Up next, we look at Brighton versus Watford, where Brighton are the 11 to 10 favourites, 12 to 5. The draw and it's 12 to 5 on Watford. Watford, on the surface, if you look at them, you could say that they've possibly lost form recently. And um, 
and that wouldn't be too inaccurate because they've gone out of the FA Cup and they've lost back-to-back league games. But they were leading 3-0 against Tranmere and got a little bit complacent and then capitulated, and that led to their FA Cup exit, which was disappointing seeing as their FA Cup finalist last season. Then you look at the game against Aston Villa. They looked comfortable winning that game 1-0, and again, they capitulated. And then last week, the biggest capitulation of all, even worse than the 3-0, they capitulated against 10 men. They were 2-0 up against Everton, and Everton were down to 10 men, and ended up winning that game 3-2 with a stoppage time winner. So... It, you, some people may not think there's too much difference between getting a point and getting no points, but every point is so important because that point would take Watford level on points with West Ham. And uh, at the moment now that they are sitting two points behind Villa instead of one point and three points behind Bournemouth, where um, Bournemouth have a slightly superior goal difference, as do Brighton, who are only three points above Watford as well. So every point does count when you're talking about the relegation zone. And um, that would have been very disappointing for them to lose the game. And it would have been very bad from their morale. But I have a different take on it. And that's basically looking at the fact that they were good enough to go 2-0 up against Everton. They were good enough to be controlling the game against Aston Villa. I think this team are too good to go down And I don't feel that way about Brighton. I think that despite the fact that Brighton managed to capitalise on West Ham's complacency last weekend and pull back a 3-3 draw, I do think that they are playing a brand of football that is above the personnel that they have, whereas I don't feel that way about Watford. I feel that Watford are actually playing a more basic and direct brand of football and Pearson's doing the right things to keep them in the league because Watford are a team led by a player like Troy Deeney and the more direct approach is what they need and they're doing the right things under the right manager to keep them up. And uh, this nice, nice football that Brighton are trying to play and certainly not scoring enough goals doing it despite the fact they scored three last week isn't going to be enough to keep them up. They need to get back to playing the way that they played when they bullied Tottenham earlier on in the season and uh, this nice and nice stuff isn't going to keep Brighton up. I still think Brighton at 4-1 to one are a really good price to go down this season and... Um, we could see Watford's bringing upset here, but for me, the the better bet and the more safer bet is to take Watford here on the double chance to avoid a defeat because I don't see them losing three Premier League games under a row under Pearson. And um, despite the fact that Brighton will be looking at this as a must-win situation and a six-pointer and, and coming home and coming off a unbelievable recovery last week I think man for man and tactics for tactics I think Watford can come here and and win this game very much like they did at Bournemouth because there are similarities between Brighton and Bournemouth as well in terms of the way they play except Bournemouth have far better players than Brighton do and um, I think that was proven by the Bournemouth-Brighton result uh, a few weeks ago anyways we actually transitioned straight on to Bournemouth now and they play on Sunday and they're the 17 to 14, 17 to 4, sorry, underdogs to win at Sheffield United, who are the 8 to 11 favourites, and it's 5 to 2 to draw. I'm tired of fading Sheffield United and have it bite me in the arse. Last week, they did go and win away to Crystal Palace, and I thought that they were, that, that it was very generous for the bookies to have Palace priced up as home underdogs against this newly promoted team but we just can't look at them like that anymore we have to completely disregard their personnel as well even though they have no world-class players in their squad they are managing to make me look foolish continuously I mean we're already going to be down five units and uh, we lost those five units a long time ago taking this team to be relegated at the start of the season at 10 to 11 that bet 
isn't even a runner anymore and that hasn't been a runner for some time this team had been very very safe they're now talking about Champions League the way we were talking about Everton and that was with an Everton fan an actual radio show were talking about Sheffield United's possibility of making the Champions League and and how great it would be for the club and and what a message it would send to the big the big six and yeah that could actually happen and um it could happen mainly down to the fact that this team just simply do not concede goals. And in my fantasy wildcard this week, I'm almost tempted to wildcard with three defenders from Sheffield United. I'll certainly be taking a goalkeeper because not only does Henderson keep clean sheets, but he makes a ton of saves as well. So I think the Sheffield United keeper at the moment for the for the price in fantasy is an absolute no-brainer. And uh, a lot of people already have Lundstram, but Lundstram is now in and out of the side and uh, they certainly are safer Sheffield United players to take in your defence but at the end of the day it's it's a great machine that they've built there whoever comes in whoever goes out sorry they bring somebody in almost seamlessly and still manage to play the same type of football and basically more or less it unanimously leads to an under play and uh, four to six here on the under is where I want to be I fancy Sheffield United to to win this game one nil I think Bournemouth will be extra cautious and will be happy to come away come away with, with a point so I don't think we're going to see the usual attack in Bournemouth and if we do and if they do manage to break through this is a Sheffield United team that, that aren't really scoring more than one goal per game and uh, yeah, I think one all would be your biggest danger here to this under not cashing uh, because obviously at that point you're only just one goal, one mistake or one deflection away from losing. So I think you may have to sweat this one at one apiece, but I'm going for one nil Sheffield United and um, I'm even more strongly going for the under in this game, which has been a very consistent play for this team. Final EPL game we look at is Manchester City versus West Ham. West City are unbackable at one to eight. West Ham is sixteen to one to pull off the upset here. West Ham's plight this season isn't going to be determined by results at Manchester City or Liverpool or any of these other places. It's going to be determined by what they do against the guys around them. And last week in a six-pointer, they lost a three-one lead to Brighton, which was actually a lock last week, but it was actually a push because we took them on the draw no bet market. My clients actually took them on the double chance, so we took it a little bit safer, guaranteed ourselves the winner last week. And uh, in this situation, as I said, despite the fact they're in a relegation zone, it'd be worrying. I don't think it matters too much that uh, they don't pick up any points this season, even if teams pick up points in and around them. Obviously, West Ham won't want to see anybody uh, distance themselves from that relegation zone. So draws in the Brighton-Watford game and um, a Sheffield United win over Bournemouth would be the ideal results for them. And maybe even seeing... Crystal Palace sucked in there with an Everton win. So I think West Ham will be mainly focusing about um, focusing on the results around them and hoping that they go positively for them. So wins for Sheffield United, wins for Everton, a draw in the Brighton-Watford game. And then when we move on to next week, they'll possibly be looking at um, Tottenham, uh, who are rivals of theirs, doing them a favour and winning at Aston Villa. So this is really a free hit for West Ham, who really will need to get back on board after this and they do need to win home games against the likes of Brighton which they didn't do last weekend but Manchester City for me is a team that always plough through West Ham and I'm going to take City here on the minus two handicap here at 10 to 11 now that isn't a minus two Asian that's a minus 2.5 Asian that's a flat out minus two handicap so minus 2.5 on the Asian for Man City to cruise past this West Ham team and uh, further highlight the problems and, and don't get me wrong I'm not saying that they that they cannot go down because 
Whereas that would have looked like the case when you look at the personnel and the manager and, and everything there and, and the stadium. This team are in real big trouble because they have got themselves into this situation with 13 games to go. And these automatic wins and this automatic status that they have in the Premier League isn't guaranteed now at this point because for 25 games, the points tally says they're one of the three worst teams in the league. So I'm not going to be um, arrogant enough here to say that they're going to definitely get out of this. But if I was to bet on it, I wouldn't have West Ham in my bottom three. I just feel at some point they are going to get this together. And David Moyes has done this before and they have players coming back like like Anderson, etc. And um, yeah, they, they just... They should, they should get out of it. They should be able to to get three wins here in these last 13 games, you'd think. Obviously, this not being one of them, so that would only leave them three wins out of 12. But surely this West Ham team can win 25% of their, of their final 12 games. I mean, that alone wouldn't, wouldn't take them to the tally that they need to. That would only take them to... Uh, 33 points which kind of tells you how much trouble that they could possibly be in but I think that they could even round that off with a few draws as well because um, the points tally here that they say the usual target is, is 40 points but I do feel that somebody could probably stay up this season with, with 38 but we'll see what happens we'll get a better feel for that as the season progresses Moving on to the European games that I wanted to cover here today. We are going to start in Germany, but before we do that, we're going to take a few seconds out here to talk about some of the sponsors here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And um, of course, I realize the Super Bowl is over, but you can still bet on all the big games here over at mybookie.ag and that includes everything I'm giving out here be it the EPL be it all these European fixtures we're about to look at be it the Champions League be it the NBA or the college basketball which we've been absolutely nailing over at lockben.com you can get on all of it over at mybookie.ag and benefit from the fastest payouts and best promotions and very helpful 24-7 customer service team you can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you like the lock on this show and you like the lock that I give out on the fight show. You can parlay them together and you can win even bigger. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit two grand, you'll get a free $1,000 to play with. They're giving you... AG, they're giving you $1,000 in free money to bet with if you deposit 2000 That is an incredible offer. And all you have to do to get it is use our promo code SGP to activate the offer. That's once again, promo code SGP and get your extra cash from mybookie.ag where you can bet, win and get paid. We are also sponsored by Ace Per Head who are perfect if you've ever thought about starting your own sportsbook, but you don't know how. Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook and they'll provide you with all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wages graded immediately. They too have top-notch 24-7 customer support and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace offers live betting experience and an amazing mobile experience and you can get started today because Ace is offering you up to six weeks for free and you just go over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's 
aceperhead.com slash SGP. So let's move on to these European fixes. And we start in Germany, where the 2.30 game between Schalke and Paderborn is the first game that we look at. Schalke are the chalky 4-7 to favourites here and that's because they are a team that are contending for Champions League football whereas Paderborn are a team that are in terrible form who have dropped down to the bottom of the table a lot of people earlier on in the season were looking at Union Berlin as being the team that would really struggle this season but they've done alright they're sitting in 12th place they've also got themselves a home win over Dortmund, over Dortmund earlier on this season and Paderborn look like the team who has certainties to go down and they look like a certain opportunity for Schalke to to get themselves a win, a much-needed win, because they're a team that have kind of dropped off lately as well. So this one looks like a nailed-on opportunity for Schalke to get themselves back into top-four contention, whereas Paderborn's problems get even worse as they continue to look like relegation certainties. The 5.30 game between Leverkusen and Dortmund pretty much guarantees you goals. Now, I do like Dortmund to win this game, but I'm put off by their inconsistencies. Now, in the league, they've been very consistent. So consistent, in fact, they scored five goals in every game since they've come back from the winter break. A 5-3 win is what they started with, uh, with Haaland scoring a hat-trick on um, on his debut coming on from the bench. And since then, Haaland has gone on to net, get this, eight goals in his four games as a Dortmund player. So as I said, a 5-3 win in the league, coupled with a 5-1 and a 5-0. So 15 goals put through. Why do I not like them? Just because in midweek they exited the cup with a relatively strong team against Werder Bremen. And that really says it all about a Dortmund team. And it also worries me that Leverkusen are desperately needing a win here because they've dropped five points outside of the Champions League positions to Butcher Munch and Gladbach. And I did tip them to actually make this Champions League. They have more Champions League experience and they have the better players here and they should be able to catch up with Munch and Gladbach. But another defeat here and another Gladbach victory this weekend will make that gap very big. I do think that is a real possibility though this weekend because Borussia Munch and Gladbach play at home to Köln on Sunday. Game I expect them to win. And I do expect Dortmund to win this game. I just don't like Dortmund at this 23 to 20 price when there are other bets available that I like a lot more. And for starters, over 2.5 being the main one. Over 2.5 goals looks like a certainty in this game. But what's even better value is over 2.5 goals paired up with both teams to score because that will give you more value because it will take your price here to hold on I'm on the wrong thing here um, it will take your price here to 8 to 11 as opposed to taking the 4 to 7 on the over you can take the 8 to 11 on both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. This Dortmund team will concede goals, but the over 2.5 they could cover single-handedly based on their recent form. I think goals is the only guarantee in this game, and you'll be a lot safer taking that than picking this Dortmund team to carry on, although I think it would be beneficial to the league if Dortmund do keep winning, so we do get some sort of title race. Looking at the last game in Germany, it does concern a title race because it is the top two and it features Leisping travelling to Bayern Munich. In recent weeks, Bayern Munich have taken over at the top of the Bundesliga, a league that saw um, Leisping comfortably top as we came back from the winter break. They are now a point behind Bayern Munich. They are not really coming into this in good form. They have let their league slip to the point where 
a lot of people do think, including myself, that it will come down to Dortmund and Bayern, who are separated by three points. And uh, whereas Leishbing are only one point behind Bayern, I think this is an opportunity for Bayern to really create them, themselves some nice distance here from both uh, Dortmund, who face a tough game, and Leishbing here, who obviously play against Bayern here in the game of the week on Sunday. Now, I say game of the week, but don't forget there's also a Milan derby that we'll be looking at later in Italy between Inter and AC. But for me, the top two here narrowly shade it. And I think Bayern Munich will win this big game and create a bigger gap between themselves and their opponents. If we're looking at Bayern's form here in the Bundesliga, they've won four in a row. Uh, and um, won in the cup in midweek against Hoffenheim by four goals to three, whereas Leisping have stuttered. They went out of the cup 3-1 to Frankfurt, got a 2-2 home draw against uh, Mönchengladbach, a bad away defeat against Frankfurt, and uh, prior to that, um, got themselves a 3-1 win against Union Berlin at home, but they had to come from a goal down even to win that game as well. So for me, this is a Leisping team, that are struggling. They don't look like the same team that got that battled to a brilliant 3-3 draw at Dortmund before the, the winter break and have looked so consistent this season. There seem to be holes in their game and I think Bayern Munich will be able to exploit that. They have far more big game experience than this Leishbing team and I think we'll see Bayern roll here this weekend and I like them here at the price of 4-7. to seven. So as we move out, I said that we would talk about Italy and there's only one game I really want to look at here and that is the Milan derby where Inter Milan are the even money favourites to win this game. For me, despite the fact that Ibrahimovic has arrived and Milan have seen some sort of a revival when they've come back from the winter break, including getting themselves a decent cup run and moving into contention for this top four, I think there's way too much of a gap here. Last time they played, we took the under and we were lucky to cash that off the back of a 2-0 because it really could have been six or seven. Inter looks so much better than them. And despite the fact this Milan team have made improvements and they are playing this game at a pitch, on a pitch, sorry, where both teams play every week, Inter have added even more plus their goal is to keep in contention for the title and the additions of Sanchez and Ericsson and Young and Moses will all be vital here allowing Conte to rotate his squad something that he doesn't do very often but he's probably learnt from his mistakes and will be able to rotate but I don't think we'll see too many fringe players coming into this game I think if it's top team versus top team there isn't a single Milan player that's going to get into this inter team and I think it's an absolute landslide if you were to put out any kind of combined 11 showing the golf and class between these two teams even more than the league position does therefore I'm going for Inter Milan to win this game here and win this Milan derby an excellent excellent price of even money on Sunday. And as I said, it's debatable in terms of what you like as the game of the week this week between the top of the table clash in Germany and, of course, this very famous Milan derby. If we move now on to La Liga, we will take just a couple of games here. We're not going to have any action on the big two, Real Madrid and Barcelona, but we will look at Atletico Madrid, often considered the third best team in Spain. Well, currently they sit sixth in the league and are desperate for a win. 
the most consistent thing about Atletico this season is the fact that over 80% of their games have seen under 2.5 goals. And despite the fact they are 4-9 to favourites here to win against Granada, which should look comfortable, I'm going to stick with the under 2.5 goal trend that has cashed in a load of money for LockBetting.com punters this season, even more than the usual trend of Atletico to nil, which we've kind of jumped off this season. But for the sake of this game, and because it's such a desperate must-win game for Atletico, we will jump back on. We will take both bets here. The Atletico to nil here is available at 10 to 11, and the under is available at 4 to 6. And if you look at the Atletico games, you will see that um, both bets have a real possibility of cashing. I'm not worried at all about Atletico winning this game by three or four. I'm more worried about them going and pulling off another nil-nil, which has been their most common result this season. And uh, even if we do get the nil-nil here, at least we'll cash the under 2.5 on this game. But I'll be looking to cash both and I'll be looking for Athletic Code to win this game by one or possibly two goals to nil. But um, that'll be the most that they can do because they are not an attack-minded team and they do struggle pretty much against everyone they do struggle to break everybody down but I think in this situation they will be able to beat a Granada team who really dropped down the table before the winter break and have improved quite a lot since they've come back but I just think this is such a must-win opportunity here for Atletico at eight o'clock on Saturday the final game I look at in the Liga is an Espanol versus Real Mallorca game. Now, this is very niche. Some people will be looking at this and go, why have you picked this one out? Well, this is exactly what the European show is all about. And you get it every single week over at LockBetting.com. I scowl through all of the European games and take a very small selection of games that I like. And it just so happens that Real Mallorca away from home is a game I've taken every single week. And we have cashed big, big money on this on this trend now reason being is because Real Mallorca have lost every single away game this season it doesn't matter if it's against a team at the top of the league like Barcelona or if it's a team at the bottom of the league here which is what Espanyol are they managed to lose away from home now I'm not going to lie to you. There's been major line adjustment. Uh, earlier on in the season, we were able to take um, the home teams here at prices of around about five to four or six to five or even money at worst. And if they were playing against top half teams, we were able to get it at around about four to six, four to seven. And uh, we were able to actually benefit from that a few weeks ago. There was still a decent price given out on Real Sociedad, even though they're a top six team, to beat this Real Mallorca team. Now there seems to be some serious line adjustment because despite the fact that Espanyol are bottom of the league, we're not getting 20 three to 20 or five to four or six to five or even evens we are having to take eight to 11 best price and more commonly available at four to six minus 150 in places so although that's not ideal because obviously bookies have, have noticed the trend i still like to ride a trend that has cashed 100 percent of the time for my clients this season and this for me is an obvious lock contender on this week's show. Espanyol, despite being bottom of the table, will win this week at home to Mallorca and continue catching that trend. And of course, Espanyol are a team who I mentioned on the um, on the future show where I said they could still be a team that get out of this because they can play. They are La Liga regulars. And I think they, the, the most the most definitive fact that we can look at here is the fact that if this game does go according to the script, which is what's happened in every Real Mallorca game this season, Real Mallorca, who sit quite a few places above Espanyol, will be level on points with Espanyol and only separated by goal difference. So it's very, very tight down the bottom. And if anyone can go on a two or three game run, then they can get out of this situation. And I still think Espanyol, despite the fact they are bottom of the table, they will win this game. They will win this game as favourites and they could get out of this situation still and remain in the league of this season. 
as I said, I'm skipping Real Madrid. I'm skipping Sociedad Bilbao, even though it's an interesting game. And I'm skipping Osasuna versus Real Madrid. Not as interested in automatically just looking at the big marketable teams here. That's not what the European show is about. We do play teams. We do play against teams like Real Mallorca and pick out very niche bets. And um, and we are very successful with it. And I highly recommend people upgrading to that package to make sure that you get this show every week. Uh, I will finish off in France, but I'm going to just be very, very chalky here. Marseille faced Toulouse with a bottom team in France, and they are looking to finish second in the league this season because the league is over. And uh, Paris Saint-Germain go at home to Lyon. Paris always play up at home to the teams in and around them. They've got comfortable wins at home this season against Marseille. They looked. Uh, they they usually get are comfortable against Monaco. Although they weren't good against them at home, they did batter them away a few weeks ago. And here they play against Lyon, and it's always priced more favourably, where you can get it around about minus one to three, which is a good price for a Paris game. But the golfing class will show here. Paris will roll here and win this game by two or three. And um, if you parlay these two teams together, you will end up winning your bet comfortably. So let's move on with the lock dog parlay on this show. As I said, the two locks that I've spoken about both came from the European side of things. I really like Inter in that, in that derby. I also like to continue riding our trend between Espanyol and Real Mallorca because it has cash for us so regularly this season. But I'm going to lean towards that Milan derby. The first time I watched this game, I was on my hands and knees praying for the under to cash because Inter was so dominant and I can't stray away from that. As the home game comes around here, Inter are even stronger. And despite the fact Milan looked more improved and more organized, they're not going to um, they're not going to close down a golfing class where they lost so dominantly and they don't have a single player that will get into this inter-team despite the fact they have Zlatan Ibrahimovic he I don't think would get into this inter-team and leave it with anybody else into roll here in the Milan derby and they win this game and that will be the lock for this week narrowly edging out Espanyol over Real Mallorca as for the parlay I'm going to stick with the two games that I just mentioned in, in France. Uh, Marseille are going to win this game at home to Toulouse quite comfortably. Paris Saint-Germain are going to beat Lyon. And if you feel brave, uh, you can add Schalke of Germany onto this. I personally won't be. I'm quite happy taking a, a two-fold parlay here from France to guarantee, me, guarantee myself a payout. As for the dog play this week, I'm going to actually stretch myself back to the, the Premier League and... Um, I am going to take a draw here in the Brighton-Watford game. There's good value on that draw. It pays out at over 2-1. to one. You can get it at 12-5 to five best price. And um, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity here. Last week, we almost cashed the draw as the dog with Watford and Everton. And that only really went down in the 94th minute. But I think here... This represents another good opportunity to, to cash in on a draw. I, I can't see who wins this game. The need of these teams is so desperate. I'm just not really sure whether we get ourselves a, a very, very tight game where neither team wants to lose to a relegation rival or we see an open game that still ends up somehow winding up a draw. I'm not too sure, but I just cannot see anybody else distancing themselves from, from, the, from the pack here. And of course, if it does end up a draw, that'll be a very positive result for the rivals in and around them and a good result for the likes of West Ham and, and Aston Villa. Aston Villa not in action this weekend and West Ham obviously looking like they're going to be a tomato can this weekend for Manchester City. 
But um, there are, of course, other bets I like here um, in, in not only the EPL, but all the way across Europe. I mentioned all of those uh, European games that I covered, which would usually appear on a European show. If you want all my official picks, then make sure that you head over to lockbend.com and upgrade to a package. As I said, if you go over to the lockbetting.com Twitter, um, lockbetting.com, at lockbetting Twitter, it will take you to lockbetting.com where you can see the PL for January and you can see that we made nearly a $3,000 profit. And bearing in mind that package is only $125. And and we've made profit now for a ridiculous 68 months in a row. I started this company under DataJesus.net 68 months ago, back in 2014 for the 2014 World Cup. And every single month, I have attracted profit. I haven't lost a single month in my life and I don't plan to start in February 2020. In fact, this month is already comfortably in profit right now uh, after a very, very successful Super Bowl weekend last weekend. And of course, um, you guys heard on the future show what I said about the Super Bowl. I was very clear on my pick. San Francisco plus one at halftime. That cashed easily. And take Kansas City Chiefs at any point during the game if you can get them over three to one because I do feel that they're going to get themselves a third comeback and couldn't have called it any better. And just for kicks, we also cashed the under there. The clients also cashed comfortably on the under 54. So an amazing Super Bowl has got us off to an amazing start here in February. Get on board. Get yourself a package over at lockbetting.com and check out the PL on Twitter at lockbetting, which will take you straight through to January's PL. I'm going to post that every month now, and I'm also going to be posting free picks on it. So make sure that you check me out on Twitter. Make sure you start following. I'm going to be a lot more active on my Twitter account. Last thing I want to mention, I'm going to take this opportunity to mention the fight show because UFC is back this weekend. John Jones is back in the octagon, but it will not be the only fight show this month. Of course, there will be Fury versus Wilder part two. That will be coming in a couple of weeks time. And of course, next week, the EPL show returns as normal. And over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, I will be doing my usual article, but this week, the combined 11 will be from the European game of the week. That's it from me and this very special edition of the EPL show slash European show. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening, guys. Grab a snack, grab a farm rich snack. Mmm, something about that song just makes me hungry. Well, any requests? Oh, how about some mozzarella sticks instead? Folks, it's time for me to grab a snack. Feel free to do the same. You can find Farm Rich in the freezer aisle or online. This next one goes out to all the cheese lovers out there. 
finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.